Wow. Welcome to this episode of Alive and Thriving. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for this episode because joining me today is not only a very special guest that I know some of you have been waiting for, but also a guest that I hold very near and dear to my heart. She is my mentor. She's also my friend. And I'm so, so blessed and honored to have this beautiful woman in my world and to be able to introduce her to you. So today I'm going to be joined by Tracy Harris for this episode. And I said, I know some of you have been waiting and asking, when can you get Tracy on your podcast? Well, here she is. And if you are listening today, you are going to want to have your mental notepad turned on, or even if you've got a journal or a notebook handy with you while you're listening today, because when Tracy speaks and it is just so beautiful to watch, she just naturally drops these little golden nuggets of wisdom and inspiration and knowledge. And it just happens so, so naturally that you just don't even know when it's coming. That is why we actually are starting our episode today with a little sneak peek behind the scenes of the conversation that Tracy and I were having before we officially started the podcast recording, because straight away it was just like, this is just so valuable. And I know that you guys are going to absolutely love it. Are you ready? (laughs) Are you ready to be motivated, to be inspired and to learn from one of the best online marketers and one of the best leaders in online education for women in business in the country? It's pretty cool. So let me do give you Tracy's formal bio. Tracy Harris is the energetic founder and head coach of tracyharris.co. She is Australia's leading online community and online education platform for mums in business. She is fiercely dedicated to supporting big-hearted women wanting to design their life first and their business second by harnessing the superpower of Instagram as a part of a complete digital strategy, one that aligns with who they are at their core and one one that sees them creating their own version of success. As a successful seven-plus-figure digital entrepreneur, she also helps women grow and scale their online courses and memberships. Tracy is a strong advocate for increasing the profile of mums in business and helping more women to become six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs themselves whilst honoring their family and their life values. So you can find Tracy at tracyharris.co that is her website you can find her membership at socialmethodsociety.com and i'm going to link all of these by the way but you can also find her at innercircleland.co and that can i tell you is the mentoring container that i am in now I also know that as this episode goes to air, Tracy is currently taking applications and interviewing for 
next year's intake of the Inner Circle Mastermind. So go and chat to her. Head over to her DMs on Instagram. She is at Mums with Hustle. Pop in and say hi, because do you know I also know for a fact that one of the best things that you can do after Tracy shares all of the wisdom and all of the golden nuggets in this conversation today is to go over to her on Instagram. She is so lovely. And just tell her if you had an aha moment or what you got out of this, or if there is an action step that you are going to take from listening to today's episode. Because, you know, that is just such a beautiful way to have an energetic exchange with her after you've listened to this podcast. So let's actually get into behind the scenes. And also you can chat in the DMs with her too about the Inner Circle Mastermind as well. And, you know, I've spoken so much about my mentoring experience in this container. I'm continuing on for a third year. It is just a phenomenal space for growth and mentoring. So have a chat to Tracy about what might be possible for you or just say hi, (laughs) just say hi. So let's actually go behind the scenes. Okay. Let's just start. We're going to dive into behind the scenes and then you'll hear the intro and you'll hear the full episode. But as I said, the behind the scenes was just too juicy to not share with you all. So let's get into behind the scenes. It is like, you know, we always reference the big leap as Mm. one of those books. And Mm. then in that book, he talks about the different zones of competence, zones of excellence, zones of genius. And it's like, yeah, I could send, learn how to send the email. Like I am a really smart woman. I am, but that would just be me operating in the zone of competence and that's not going to grow my business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I just move out of it. I just never put myself there. Just quickly, may I ask, I guess, well, maybe we've officially started. Maybe. (laughs) You in a second. (laughs) But may I just ask, what advice would you have for anybody listening who is in that earlier stage where they're still wearing all the hats in their business? And so they're like, this is not my zone of genius and this is not my zone of even competence, but to keep the cogs turning right now, I have to be doing those things. How do they navigate how do they navigate, I guess, spending their energy in that space when they know that their energy is better off spent somewhere else? Well, I just believe a lot of business owners, they want a business, they want to build a really big thing that is like an incredible source of freedom and abundance, but they're not willing to invest and pay for that, Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. And so... The answer to that one is pay for a couple of key people to be on your team, even if it's just one person that is multi-skilled to do those things because then it frees you up. And does that mean that maybe you're not paying yourself abundantly in the beginning? Yeah, maybe. But we're always making decisions with the future in mind, not with our current circumstance. And so there was a time for many years where I paid my VAs and people on my team more than I paid myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just that season. Mm-hmm. And we look at, you know, even the guys that started McDonald's, those brothers, like they weren't willing to do that. But the guy that came in and eventually overtook and purchased the business from them, yeah. he was willing to not pay himself 
for eight years. Yeah, wow. I think that's wild. Yeah. Mm. So that he could employ a couple of really key leaders mm. to help him grow the business. And like that is the difference between just, I think, an entrepreneur and a business owner, like someone who's just bought themselves a job versus someone who is an entrepreneur. Like it's different. We play the game different. So yeah, hire the people, free yourself up, get yourself out of the zones of competence and even the zones of excellence as quickly as you can. And that comes from you investing in yourself, which means you're putting out money for a return, not this backwards broken approach of I'll invest in myself when I can afford it. That's not an investment. Well, that's like saying I'll be happy when I'll let myself live my life and be happy and feel good when I have all of these conditions and these things come into play. I... I hear this. I feel this so much. I am going to introduce you. Let's circle right back. Let's take it <laughs> right I back. Want to, I want to continue this conversation, but I really want to introduce you first. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices, and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. I have already shared your formal bio. So my listeners, they know on paper who you are. I want to introduce you, I guess, from my own personal perspective. And I wanted to find like the perfect introduction for you because I was like, I just, and I could not articulate it. And I've sat with this for weeks and I don't know how to actually share just how grateful I am to have you in my world. So I am going on my third year of mentoring with Tracy. Tracy is the leader of the Inner Circle Mastermind that I talk about frequently on my podcast. <laughs> Love chatting about my growth and the things that I'm doing because I, I learned very early on in my business that investing in myself and investing in team, thanks to Tracy, has very much helped me to start to create a business that is spacious where I can actually operate in my zone of genius rather than weighing myself down. And so I was thinking, how do I introduce this woman who has made such a profound impact on my life and on my business and on my heart? Like you are just the most honest and kind and humble and generous and loving. You just love everybody who you help. And I just, I couldn't find any words that articulated, I guess, (laughs) here I am just blurting out this introduction. I am receiving all of the words, girlfriend. You're doing it beautifully, Jess. Thank you. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to share what I feel this morning because it's hard to articulate. And I know you know this because we were at Privilege to witness you with your mentor when we were at our retreat the other week. And so I know you understand Mm -hmm. how hard it is to really articulate when somebody has that kind of profound impact in your life, there's it's hard to put words to it. Oh, <laughs> thank you for having me, Jessica. It is 
so beautiful to be here and chatting to you and seeing you in your gorgeous office space and your podcast mic doing something that you once dreamed of is like the most wonderful thing. And it's and nearly, I'm nearly at 100 episodes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm just going to say the reason that maybe you struggle to even introduce me or define me is because I'm just many things, babe. I can't be put in a box. <laughs> I can't be defined. Like I actually can't. So I am not offended. I am just, I just love it. I was like, oh, what is she going to say? Because I, I am so many things like all of us, like you, you know, like we are the difference makers. We're visionaries. We're the women that go first. We are activators. Yeah, we are just here answering a call that has been placed on our hearts and we take our mission seriously. And once we have that call activated, it's our job then to fiercely protect it with boundaries and environment and energy to sustain and hold the bigness of what we are creating. So I'm thrilled for this conversation. And my husband just walked in and brought me a coffee. I didn't even see him. Oh, he was so sneaky. He's swift. (laughs) He's gone again also. He's just like, (laughs) he's just gone. (laughs) Carl the ninja, the coffee ninja. That's just, oh, it's so good. He's Amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. And honestly, anybody who who knows you guys, I, I just love your I love your relationship. I love you two together. It is just such a beautiful thing to witness two people so actively demonstrating and I guess so actively living the things that they speak and the things that they share and the things that they teach as well. I have observed, as I'm sure so many listeners have over my time in business, you know, people coming out on social media and they're talking about their spacious business or they're talking about creating a life by design and they're talking about these same messages, but they're not actually actively embodying it. And you and Carl, you just embody everything that you teach, everything that you share. And that is something so truly special, I really feel. And something that, yeah, I think there's a lot of, I guess, people out there who who don't quite do that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. thank you for seeing that we do truly live the things that we're saying. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that it is ethical business practice no. to talk about concepts or to teach things that you're not actively living yourself. Yeah. There's that whole, oh, you got to fake it before you make it, but not with stuff like this, not with your values, not with how you live your life, not with how you lead. Yeah. And so, yeah, we very much, we're on the journey too, but everything that you see us talking about from daily practices or dates or how we are with our kids and how we plan our work week and just all of these, we speak about really big concepts. And that's because we try our damnedest 
to embody those and protect those. Yeah. I would love to talk about all those things that you have just shared because on, on this podcast and for the beautiful ladies listening, so many of us are working our businesses and trying to create or actively working on creating that life balance that business that has that impact without reaching burnout you know without getting into that I guess conditioning way of of how the nine to five world Mm -hmm. works and so many of us are unlearning that as a skill as well it's taken me oh it took me probably 18 months to even start to unlearn the working conditions that I had brought with me from my nine to five which was more like you know eight till six yeah plus plus it all and I know you get that because you were a teacher before this weren't you yes my identity had to shift Mm. in epic ways from what it was to what it is now in order to create what we have now Mm. there is no way that Tracy the teacher with that money mindset that served a purpose for that version of my life. And money mindset is just one aspect that had to change, but also my relationship with time and how I view time. It was so linear and my relationship with time is now so, so incredibly different that had to change. And then also just getting really clear on what my values are and what my mission is, and then taking radical responsibility for that and beginning to say, well, what are the aligned actions that I have to take every single day to embody that future self? That is the true work. And only once you start doing that, are you able to apply all the strategies? They even click, will they even make sense? you know, and just through being even present, like if you are operating with an with a dysregulated nervous system every single day and you don't even know that it is because you've gotten so used to it, like you're not even going to be able to see the evidence and the wins and the progress along the way or all the clues mm-hmm. that your audience and your customers are dropping right in front of you every single day. You're just going to miss them. Yeah. And so coming back to mindfulness and presence, like that's a big part of it for me mm-hmm. because when you're calm, you're able to notice all these things and then you're able to go, oh, hang on a second, they need me to speak to them like this mm-hmm. or hang on a second, I think that they would be much more responsive to this delivery method inside of this program. And so then you can make those adjustments. But if your fight and flight and phrase is just all over the place, you're not even going to pick up on any of those clues and you're just going to be spinning your wheels and then you're going to burn out. And that makes me sad. Me too. I work one-on-one in my alternative therapies practice with a lot of burnout. And it is exactly that. It's not being present and it's that autopilot living and that autopilot response and and all of those things that do lead to that burnout state. And so if you think about creating businesses that are really conscious and that are really aware and you as the person creating that business, that's how you need to be. 
And those are the practices that are so important in in your day-to-day world that are going yes. to filter and manifest into a successful business, obviously aligned with the strategy. But I love what you said about how, you know, you might hear the strategy, but you're not even going to take it in or, or be able to show up and implement it until you are that next level, whatever that requires of you to be. Mm-hmm. I experienced that myself and I know you witnessed that from me, you know, yeah. all of these amazing teachings. I joined your mastermind thinking, oh yeah, I'm just going to learn all this stuff. And I'm, then I'm going to know what to do and they're going to fix all my business problems and then that's it. But the problem was me. The problem mm. was me not being that energetic match for what I was trying to call in. And so, yeah, I've experienced exactly what you were just talking about and it is it is such a, a big, important part that I think for so many of us we also overlook because you get into business and you think, right, what do I need? Well, I need to get my logo and I need to do yes. this and, and I need to learn how to do this strategy and I'll do that course so I know how to run a membership. For me, I started with a membership that I modeled based on what I'd seen and it was nowhere near authentic for me. And, you know, I don't even have that anymore. You know, I had to pivot. pivot. Your whole business is just so beautiful and it is so aligned and it is so you. Thank you. And, you know, good on you for taking those first imperfect steps because it is progress over perfection to get started. Like that is what we have to keep doing. But then to realize, oh, my membership isn't designed in a way that has me operating in my zone of genius. And or, it has to be. So- yeah, so many women are starting these memberships in my own community and they're designing them just in their first version. Yeah. Like it's a first draft of something. So it's good. It's gotten you started and you should celebrate that. But then they get part way in and they're like, oh, it actually feels really heavy or, oh, people are leaving or, you know, whatever. Or they're lacking boundaries with their members and they're like, oh, my goodness, this is just like really intense and it's not freedom filled. And it's like, okay, what well, we can fix that. We don't have to burn it all, like burn it all down or completely just ditch the idea of having a membership. I love that you have stayed because we have memberships because they're recurring revenue and they're a really freedom-filled, beautiful way to serve and have an impact too. But what I love about you, Jess, is that you pivoted. You were willing to give your membership a makeover to make it be more easeful and abundant for yourself and to put boundaries in place to still create something that is so transformational and supportive of your ideal person's actual need like they have a specific need and so now your membership has changed around to reflect that and now you get to grow this beautiful thing like you found the way that it was always meant to be but only by doing it the first way for you know to begin with and you know for me I had to throw so much spaghetti at the wall as well (laughs) yes It it was all so much trial and error And I had to learn that trial and error was not a personal reflection on me or my capabilities of running a business or my capabilities of having memberships or creating reoccurring revenue. It was not, it was not a personal reflection on any level and definitely your guidance and having that support that we get in the mastermind. I love 
SMS is amazing as well, but I spend most of my time in the mastermind and having that support and that normalization too. Like you are going to launch something and you are going to have zero people sign up. And we don't hear that so much because we, you know, we get people in our faces on social media saying here I'm going to show you how to have a 10k launch even though you've got no email list and you've got no followings and your business is a month old and you've never designed an offer before exactly and yeah and you haven't even tested an offer with your audience but and then so these people you know we launch and we go what's wrong with me or should Mm. I even be starting this business and I think we forget that it is such a journey it's not, I know maybe for some it is instant and all the power to those people, but for, for the majority yes. of, of the world, it is not instant and it is something that you have to commit yourself to and you commit to not only through showing up. I know I never, thinking about this the other day, even when I was making no money, I never treated my business like a hobby. I never did. I always showed up and I was like, right, today's a work day. What am I doing? Yes. And that I think has contributed so much to the fact yeah. that, like, well, it's inevitably going to be successful, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's inevitable. Like, if, I have, if I show up like I have a business, then it mm-hmm. That tiny thing is so powerful and I did the same. So I love hearing you say that. Like I treated my business, I called my business a business yeah. from the second I decided to do it because how we think and our attitude about something is what causes our actions. Yeah. Yeah. So if we are using language that is disempowering, like calling something a hobby or a thing on the side, then our behavior is going to follow suit from that. And, you know, I mentioned a couple of times now the power of taking aligned actions that means taking an action step that the future you who is already successful would have had to take, not the current state you and not the past version of you. But unfortunately, that's where the majority of people, and my mind goes to do that too. I just know. So I'm just like overriding it all day long, every single day. Like I'm not immune from this stuff. It's about catching it and going, nope, that's current state, Tracy. When really what I want to do is create something new or something more expansive for the future, I have to operate from future state, Tracy, not current state, Tracy, and most definitely not the past state, not that teacher, Tracy, that had, you know, a different way of thinking about money and wealth building and a different relationship to time. And no, not the trading time for money girl, like she's gone. And so I just ask everyone you know, a really quick exercise for every one of us to do and to do regularly is to think about what is the future vision that you have for yourself? Who is the future you? Journal that right at the top of a piece of paper. The future me is, and then describe her. And then go one step further and write yourself an aligned list of behaviors or actions that she would have taken now in the present because everyone wants to talk about manifesting as if it's this thing in the future but manifestation is happening now in the present by what you're doing right now so this is the concept of oh you have to go first you have to invest in yourself first before your business grows not after 
That's what creates you investing in yourself is what creates the manifestation on the other side. Yeah. How you think, what you do, everything. So you saying that you're a business owner from day one and then having aligned actions of like, okay, well, if I'm a business owner, I'm going to, I'm going to set myself up with a workspace in my home because that's what my future self has. She has a workspace. Okay, cool. Off you go do that. Okay. I'm going to go and buy myself that podcast mic because the future me has a top rated podcast. Okay. Off you go. You do that. I'm going to design my work week like this because the future me isn't burnt out. She has rest. She has boundaries. You know, I'm going to go on one annual holiday a year because that feeds my soul. Okay. So what are you going to do? You're going to block out the time on the calendar for the annual holiday instead of being in default reactive mode, going through your whole year and then saying, oh, we didn't have time for that holiday, did we, babe? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you didn't have time because you didn't plan it in first. Absolutely. So, yeah, I talk that, a lot. Back to your values, isn't it? Because you share, you teach a lot on that, is is prioritising the things that you actually value as in your business before you even plan your business day. You're going to set yes. out your working year after you have set out your life goals, mm-hmm. after you have made time to prioritise the things that you value in your world, your family, travelling, health, whatever that may be. For you, you plan that and then you plan work. Correct. That's how we plan our year. <laughs> and we'll call it work when it feels aligned. It doesn't feel like work. I know. I made this association with work being hard. And I was thinking the other day, when did I make that? Like, when did that fall in for me? Because I feel like I say go to work and it's almost like just those words are a downer for me. <laughs> oh, I had to do a double take. It could have been last week that I said the whole I'm going to work. But like, really, I was going to sit on my bed with my laptop, yeah. but it felt weird too. It did feel jarring. It was a bit like, oh, work. Like, what a... find another word for it. <laughs> yeah, let's call it something else because, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. oh, just crazy. Oh, I love to, and I know you've spoken about this a lot before, is how you so intentionally create space in your business as well. So thinking time, CEO days, time where you are obviously investing in your own learning and your own growth as well. Are you happy to share with us a little bit of what that looks like in terms of your business now? And I guess bearing in mind for people listening that Tracy has very intentionally gotten herself to this point as well. You know, you've intentionally made steps to make sure that this is how you can operate your business. Yes. And so if you are in those earlier phases or you feel like you're not quite there yet, you know, this is intentionally seven, seven years, eight years in the making. Nine years. Nine years. Oh, I was so close. (laughs) Yeah. This is my ninth year in business. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. Yes. What does that spaciousness look like? And even if you could share with us why it's so important. Yeah. Well, I want to just let everybody know that a business doesn't just miraculously end up being freedom filled. We have to intentionally design it like that. And you get to do that from the beginning. And that is by writing down, putting pen to paper, And writing down what you want your ideal work week to look like. Because if you don't, again, 
get intentional about that and prioritize your time throughout the week for all of the things that are the most important to you. Like what are your non-negotiables as a mother or as a wife, like around the household, around taking the kids to school? Like I do want to be that mom that is in the classroom doing reading every week. Like I love that. And that's fine if you are rolling your eyes and you can't think of anything worse. Like that is fine. (laughs) But there are things that you really love. So get really clear on what your non-negotiables are for your family and home life. And then plan those things into your week first. You know, around that also think about your self-care and time with friends or time with, you know, hubby or your partner like what do you want that to look like plan that in so literally getting yourself like your calendar whether it's on your phone and setting up these recurring things on your calendar so like you're blocking out that time for yourself for the things that you say are important there's a difference between saying that you have a value or something is important and then actually making that become a priority it's very different And I think that's what you were kind of alluding to at the beginning, seeing people online saying with lip service that, you know, doing this is really important. But then like at the same time, you see them talking about how exhausted they are and they're burnt out or, you know, that they're not moving their bodies or they're drinking too much alcohol. And you're like, hang on, this isn't computing. Like it's not matching what you're saying that you stand for. Very misaligned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not judgment, like, because no one's perfect and everyone's doing their best, but it is about taking radical responsibility. And so if we say that we value something, then the next step is just making sure that you protect it by making it be a priority. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean. Let's put that on our calendar as a priority. Yeah. And then once you've done that, it's about looking at, okay, well, how many hours a week do I want to work? And I did this from the very beginning. Like I did not want my business because a business is a creative thing, by the way. It is an open-ended task, meaning that there is no finish line. You're never done. So if we don't give ourselves these boundaries, like what days in the week are we working versus are we not? And what hours of the day are we working versus are we not? Like if we don't create these boundaries for ourselves, because we love what we do so much and because it's creative, we can just like the lines can blur and you can just wake up working and fall asleep working. Like it can just have no end, but it's important that we are conscious of things like burnout or neglecting family and friends or neglecting our health as well. So, you know, exercise to me is important. So that is on the calendar. Yeah. And our whole household is structured around myself and my husband with our fitness priorities also. So, you know, we can support each other in maintaining a level of fitness. But when it gets down to like the nitty gritty, then you can see how much time is left for work. And then the next step becomes, okay, I need time where I'm working in my business because there are tasks and deliverables and things like that. And that, and in your business keeps you at maintenance level. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to understand. They're trying to grow, but they keep doing tasks that are at maintenance level 
but them they're making the tasks harder and more complicated almost as if I just work harder there I'm going to make more revenue no because the problem is with the activity itself it's a task level maintenance activity and some of it probably very unnecessary as oh, well oh yes some of it I we had <laughs> sorry Tracy you know I had just welcomed in my very first cohort of a mastermind with your amazing guidance and support. And that was one of the first things we did on our welcome call was actually look at our shoulds. What are the things that we actually think we should be doing oh, yeah. in our business? Because those shoulds are so likely not even yours. And once we went through that process, and for some of them, they were just like, I feel lighter, even just looking at that, realizing oh. that this isn't going to move my needle forward. This no. isn't relevant to my business anymore. I just saw other people doing it, or I thought this is what I should be doing. And therefore, you know, that's what I was doing then. And so looking like working in your business, like you said, it can just keep you perpetually at that maintenance level but it can Mm. also just keep you yeah perpetually stuck just stuck and then like you said it's like should stories or it falls into that zone of competence and even excellence because maybe some things are fun for you but they're just like there are so many tasks in my business that would be fun for me like I'd actually really like it but they're not moving the needle forward so and they're coming at a cost They're coming at a cost of, you know, me being there for my kids or uh, like me doing my mindfulness and meditation, like that's more of a priority. So that's what this whole process is about. It's like looking at the week and then making sure that with the hours that remain, you get to pick your hours, you choose. So for me at the beginning, it was 20 hours a week. I was happy with that within specific hours, 20 hours a week. But then I divvied up those 20 hours into working in the business and then working on the business. And I made most of my time, as in over 50% of my time, from the beginning. Tracy hours were spent in working on the business. And so that's what I mean. It's like, you can spend 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 80 hours a week in your business. But if you're focusing on your zone of competence, task level, just like ticker box activities, because maybe you don't know what your needle movers are. Yeah. Go and get a freaking mentor so that they can help you. You said it first. I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. The value of mentoring, I would love to even talk about that as well because I know that you have valued that so highly for yourself. And I I know I hear a lot and obviously even just having conversations leading into my last launch with people, you know, that it's that whole money mindset or I I don't have the money to invest in this thing right now. And I think when we come at it like that, we are holding ourselves back because without investing in the thing, the, the, I don't know, you just don't, you, you're going to articulate so much better than me. I've just lost my words, but we need to be investing in ourselves because otherwise we just can't grow and neither can our business. I and know I because if they don't, <laughs> it is just it is mind bending. That's why you're lost for words because it doesn't make sense. No. I just don't get it. Like when did we think 
that we were so brilliant that we don't that we know all of the answers for things that we haven't even yet experienced yeah. in growing our businesses. Yeah. Like what? And then so no, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. That's why I constantly have mentors yeah. that have been where I've been. But then yeah, so there's that part, but then I do have women tell me that either themselves or maybe their partners will say things like, but do you really need to pay for that? Like, can't you just do that on your own? Like, can't you? Oh, no, you can't do it on your own. (laughs) It's not, not everything is Googleable. Like, oh my goodness. Even if you did and you went and Google delivered you or, you know, AI delivered you this step-by-step strategy are you going to hold yourself accountable to that? Are you mentally, physically and emotionally at a level where you're going to actually even be able to hold those things in your business? Yeah, there's, there's so much more to it. There's so much more. And all of these ways that we even stall our progress or self-sabotage to have a mentor or peers that knows you so deeply that can say, oh, I think it's this old story popping up again hold that for you. mirror up for you hold that we mirror see it. we literally don't see it we're in the dark and it's and whatever yeah. is self-reflecting back at us we don't see it ourselves and that's a natural human deflection that's a natural thing for us to do yes. so yeah I love that I I absolutely love I guess one of the one of the things that I love about being in that mastermind mentoring space is that I am surrounded by other women who can energetically hold me and Mm. also get it as well. Like they understand what I'm experiencing. They understand what I'm going through, even though we all have completely different businesses, but we get what it takes to show up as that 1% person, as you put it, that is crazy enough to go into digital entrepreneurship. (laughs) but we get it and we're all there challenging our mindsets and we're all there challenging our old stories and we're all there growing ourselves and holding ourselves accountable for our physical health. Yes. Our mental health. I know that's a really high value for you. How does physical health in your perspective impact your million dollar mindset? Oh my gosh. There's parallels every single day. And I'll just tell you right now, my Friday morning PT session My husband and I share a personal trainer on a Friday morning and I go to bed, Jess, on a Thursday night, nervous for Friday. Like even last Thursday, I think my last words before I fell asleep was, I'm so scared for tomorrow. Like, And then when I unpack, you know, why am I scared? It's like, okay, because it hurts. Like it is the one time in the week where I am challenged to operate outside of my comfort zone and there is someone there making me basically, you know, left to my own devices. Yes, I'm working out every single day or six days out of seven, but I can take it easy on myself. Yeah, I can, you know, just not squat as deep or not run as far or as fast or not put the weights up because I'm saying that I'm tired. But my personal trainer isn't interested in those excuses (laughs) and they know why I signed up 
and they remind me of my goals and my future vision. And they also see me in a way that maybe I can't always see myself. And so, yeah, like that Friday push, again, that's mentorship in another area of my life. Like whatever you say is a priority, go and get a mentor in that area. But yes, like I am pushing myself on that Friday and the connection that I even hear in my own self-talk, like last Friday I was at the pull-up bar and I was doing these pull-ups and I've got to do three rounds of 10 to 15 as part of one circuit on a Friday. And it is hard. My shoulders and, are burning to see. Oh, <laughs> it is hard. And this is after I've done push-ups, after I've done all of this other stuff. So my shoulders and my back, they're already fatigued. Mm. And every single week when I rock up, there's less support in terms of a resistance band that I'm standing on because we're trying to get me just to be able to do it unsupported. Yeah. And so it is hard. And I had the same thoughts that I have in my business, have had and still have in my business, thoughts like, is it supposed to be this hard? Mm-hmm. Then a horrible voice that said, no, it's not supposed to be this hard. Everyone else is having like, it's not this hard for other people. It's just this hard for me. Um, gosh, my progress is still is so slow. Like when am I going to be able to do this it's been a year like how much longer like I had all of those things but I could easily flip them around and say but look how far you've come you never used to be able to do one push-up now look at you like you know and I'm coaching myself internally in addition to having my coach be there with me but the parallels of like it's that mind-body connection And so I just know not to believe my thoughts. I know that I'm stronger than I think. I get to have those beautiful, excuse me, dopamine and serotonin hits also. I, it calms my nervous system. I have my best ideas when I'm exercising also, like quite often I'll say, no, I'm not going to take my phone with me, but I do because I know that (laughs) while I'm walking, And even this morning while I was cycling on my Peloton, I just had all these downloads of things. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, like such cool ideas or whole caps on them when they happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll I'll voxer myself a caption or a podcast episode so I don't lose it. Yeah. And that just comes from my brain's ability to access, Mm. you know, more information or more creativity because I've filled myself up. Yeah. Yeah. Energetically with, with that exercise. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah oh, so many it. reasons. So many parallels. Just on that, I guess, millionaire mindset type topic, for somebody who feels like they just have maybe for what they believe or they feel is an expansive money mindset. So we've moved past a fixed mindset. We're into a growth money mindset. What do you see the difference being between that next level of holding and and what you need to do, I guess, mentally to prepare yourself for that next level of a millionaire mindset? Well, I still feel like that's just so baby, like baby money. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So funny when you say, if I was given a million dollars right now, not to sound, I would be so grateful. 
Yeah. Boy, like it's like okay, well, I paid paid for my house, and now what's next? Yeah, because that's literally it. Because it feels no different. Yeah. I was right at the beginning of my business. I really wanted to have a six-figure year, Mm -hmm. and then when I experienced that, I realized I didn't really feel any different. And then I really wanted a six-figure launch. Like it was like this holy grail. And I was in a a mastermind at the time where everyone was really chasing that as a milestone and it's so good to have these milestones. But I achieved it and then I didn't feel any different. And I remember standing up and asking a question at a mastermind retreat that I went to in the States in 2017. And I actually thought I was broken. So I asked that question in front of everybody. It was like a hundred people in that mastermind, 80 people. Yeah. And the mentor was there. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Because I see everyone here so excited to hit these milestones, like a six-figure launch or whatever. And I was excited too. And then I had it and it just didn't even really feel any different. Like, what is that about? And he was just like, because it's only money. And there we go. And And that's the answer. Mm. That's the answer. It's only money. Like it doesn't change who you are or anything like that. Like, yes, we go and we do good things with our money. And it doesn't mean that we're not grateful to be like, oh, but I don't feel any different. It's just like when we give all of our power away to money and a number and we become so attached, it's like we lose sight of what it's all about. And so it's like it is only money and there's so much more to be made. Like don't put a ceiling on yourself. Don't make it mean more than it is. Like just be careful of that attachment be happy, be grateful, but don't get so attached to it that you're so consumed by it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And one of the, I guess, things that I had to experience this year when working on my own money mindset was really just anchoring into that just money is energy. And it's just, it's just another energetic exchange and energy flows freely. Yes. Yeah. And that so, was the thing that really hit. And it took me a little bit of clearing out of, of old stories and, and shame that I was holding onto my body and things before I allowed that to land. But since it has, you know, it's like you said, it's it doesn't feel scary. It doesn't feel obscene. It doesn't feel like, just feels like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think we see really wealthy, like rich people walking around acting different or weird. It's like the most unassuming people are often the wealthiest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just chill vibes. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy, you have had some phenomenal experiences in masterminds and obviously you have created one of its kind in Australia. There is nothing else like the program that you offer here. Can you just talk to listeners a little bit about, I guess, the difference because I'm starting to feel like, and I don't know if you feel the same, but I'm starting to feel like the word mastermind is popping up a lot. 
and we're seeing it a lot and even just in conversations I was having they're like talking about coaching containers and masterminds interchangeably oh yeah and I see them to be very different and I feel like you do as well could you share with our listeners I guess from your perspective and from your own experiences the core differences and what to look out for too because if someone's calling something a mastermind to make their program maybe sound you know that little bit higher ticket or something but it's actually delivering as maybe not a mastermind experience can you tell us from your experience what is an authentic mastermind supposed mm. to look and feel like or not even supposed to but in your experience yeah authentic mastermind versus a coaching container I know and it is it's unfortunate like it is a bit of a buzzword now yeah which means that a true mastermind is diluted mm. yeah the messaging of that is diluted and lost and then when I'm saying you know I've got this mastermind but then people are fatigued almost by the word yeah. or they've had an experience where they think what they've been in is a mastermind. Now they're comparing that to this. Yeah. It's just, it saddens me. It frustrates me because people could be missing out on something so game changing for them, but it's that whole, like the word has been misused or overused. Yeah. So that is a very real thing. So be aware of that. But to me, a true mastermind, and like the definition comes from Napoleon Hill. So people need to go and read Napoleon Hill's work. But basically a mastermind is a group of high-level individuals, people that are at a similar level. But, you know, some people can be, you know, slightly ahead in their experience or maybe a few steps behind. But the purpose is that you are, it's a curated group who is dedicated to growing each other's businesses. That is the point. So it's not all about the head facilitator adding value only, but it is also about that facilitator curating a group, a collective of master minds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who can add value to each other yeah. and if you are the person that has founded the mastermind or you're the leader of the mastermind then you need to hone in the skills of being a phenomenal facilitator really and yes coaching takes place inside of the mastermind but it's not just the facilitator to the individuals in the group, that's a coaching program. Yeah. yeah. It is also the peers to each other because they have value and experience to share with each other. Mm -hmm. So the transformations are coming in thick and fast mm -hmm. because of the master minds in the program. Now I have been in a mastermind before that positioned itself as being next level and it wasn't and it felt really crap and annoying like it was disheartening and I stayed in the program because I'm a woman that sticks to her commitments mm -hmm. but I didn't renew because by the end of it I was like 
you know, I was surrounded by people who were wanting to be next level versus people that were next level. And that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. So, you know, that was okay. I learned a lot, but then I, I moved on. So it's like, you know, that curation process is really important when you're putting together a mastermind. Yeah. Mm. Just when you spoke about then people wanting to be next level versus people who are next level. Yes. I mean, people who are next level as in people who are embodying that future self. Yes. Those decisions. Is that what you mean by that? And can I ask just to ask two questions at once? Is that something that you see when we're looking at the success of business owners, obviously you hear the statistics. I don't know what they are because I don't like to focus on those, but however many percent of, you know, small startup businesses, they fail or whatever the statistics mm. are. But do you see that one of the key reasons that we have success versus not successful is literally that is somebody is either wanting to be that next level or they are actively doing the things to embody the next level until they get there. Then they embody the next level until they get there. Is that the difference? Yeah. Well, some people, some people are just dreaming their dream and they get their high from that sitting around talking about their vision board or what they want to create. And other people actually go out and they do their dream yeah. and they're taking steps every single day. They're failing forward. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall like you, Jess. They're doing the work. They're optimizing things. They're getting their feedback. They're putting in, like, they're asking the right questions of the right people. That's another reason to be in a mastermind. Mm -hmm. Ask the right questions of the right people because you can be asking the right questions of the wrong people and then you're going to get the wrong advice. And then you're going to go down that path. Yeah. So, you know, that is incredibly dangerous. I, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I was just, yeah, I was just sort of asking about success of people that, of who are doing oh, yeah. versus who want to be doing the things. So. Yeah. Well, something that I look for, like everyone's got their own criteria of what makes someone fit for a mastermind, but I am never just looking at someone's current business or someone's current offer. Like, well, we you put me anything. on when I was charging $50 an hour and yes. making, making no money. And so I have to, I continually reminded myself that because I questioned, I was like, is my business high level enough? And, okay. and then I sat on our first call and there are women in there who were very, what I viewed successful. <laughs> I sat there and I'm sorry, I was just swear, but I went, oh my goodness, what have I, like, not what have I yeah. done? Like, well, should I be here? Yeah, not feeling worthy of being at the table. But I love that you could see, and I also, I can so truthfully and honestly with all of my heart say that I see it in myself now as well. But I love that you could see back then. And so I assume this is one of the things that you're looking for is the energy of the person and the, I guess, the willingness of the person to take themselves to the next level. Yes. It's your energy. It's your attitude, your resilience. Like when you sat down on that application call with me, Jess, all I heard, so I think you were having a very different reality to what I was having (laughs) and my reality. I made our first group call when I was looking at everyone. I was like, whoa, they're so much more successful (laughs) than me. (laughs) Yeah. 
a lot of the ladies tell me that they feel like that. But I was here where you felt like you were telling me about all of your previous failures. I was seeing a resilient entrepreneur, a woman that isn't afraid to experiment, get back up, collect the data and the evidence, experiment again, get back up, try it again, get back up. Like that impressed me. I was like, this woman is not going to stop because I know what it takes to get to that next level. And it is just a lot of moving forward and failing forward and asking the right questions and gathering the data and optimizing over and over again. And you had already done that. So I was like, she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. She's not afraid to fall with her face in the mud. (laughs) This girl keeps going. I can mentor her. I can get behind her because we can achieve so much more with the right encouragement from the right people than what we can on our own. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, this needs nurturing. Like you had this entrepreneurial spark or fire already. It just needed nurturing. And so I was like, yes, she is in. But let me tell you, (laughs) at this time of the year, I'm interviewing for women who wish to sit at this table with ladies like yourself. And for, for next year, And there have been people that I haven't even, what's the word? I haven't even felt should apply. Therefore, I kind of redirect them in the DMs to something else or to someone else because they're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And they maybe look different on paper to what you looked like. Like on paper, maybe they look ready. But when I speak to them, I'm like, mm. You can tell. Yeah. It's that embodiment piece 100%. It's that attitude. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I I got really teary while you were speaking, so I kind of lost my words for a moment there too. But thank you for sharing that. I am so conscious of your beautiful times. So I am going to ask you one final question, and I'm just wondering if you could just share with our listeners your words of wisdom for them if they are so genuinely and authentically committed to their impact-driven businesses and creating their freedom-filled life and their spacious businesses and all of those wonderful things that you embody so beautifully, what advice do you have for these women? Mm. just to put you on the spot (laughs) oh only one thing look your life and your business is yours to design so at any time it only looks the way that it looks because of how you've been up to that point if you're wanting to create something more than what you have now then you need to start taking those aligned action steps and they're steps that don't match your current circumstance So they feel uncomfortable and they feel like you can't afford it or they feel like you don't have time and all of those things that you are telling yourself because your growth and your progress exists in all of the things that you're not willing to do. It's all on the other side of the fear. So taking the aligned action steps every single day to become that woman, that's what gets you there, not the stuff that is in your current circumstance, Mm. not making decisions based on your, even your current, you know, financial means or time or whatever. It's like, no, 
always acting from the future vision. That's how we get there. And it never feels comfy when we're operating like that because that's you operating in your growth zone versus your comfort zone, which is what you are used to right now. So yeah, I hope that lands. It's going to land for whoever is ready to hear that. Exactly what I was going to say. Whoever's ready to hear it, it will land. And if it lands, then you take your next action step to invest in mentoring yes. and to find yourself in a place where you are energetically supported with people who you trust and, and who are there to back you 100%. And then you go for it. <laughs> yeah, like you're the one with the permission keys. Like you can't outsource the permission and you don't need other people to understand your vision in order to proceed. Yeah. The rules of time and money in digital entrepreneurship are different. So start playing a different game. Oh, Oh, what a note to finish up on. Wow. Thank you, Tracy, so much for your energy and your words of wisdom and just your beautiful soul. I thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all of that with everybody. I just adore you, Jess. I just adore you and being part of your journey in life and in business and seeing what you're creating. Like it's just you're a difference maker. You're a healer. And you're an incredible entrepreneur. So everyone just don't let this lady go. That's what I, they're they're my parting words. (laughs) Thank you. Did I, or did I not tell you that that was an incredible episode? So just a reminder, you can find Tracy over on Instagram. She's at mums with hustle. I have linked it in the show notes, head over there, let her know your aha moments, any action that you are going to take or just go over and say hi and chat to her even about one of her programs like the Social Method Society or the Inner Circle Mastermind. Wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact. 